This episode of the NASCAR Betting Preview Show is sponsored by Atlas Hair. Now, guys, I just got one question for you. Are you ugly? Yeah, we thought so. Lucky for you, we've actually got something for that. Atlas is an elite line of hairstyling products with cologne fragrances to help quaff that mop into something straight out of Hollywood and smell like you're the guy she's going home with tonight. Half of our products also contain a hair thickening ingredient to help those of us who are getting a little thin up there to make the most of what we've got. Get started today at atlashair.com and use the promo code NASCAR for 20% off your entire order. We can't fix your face, but we could at least give you a fighting chance. Atlashair.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-H-A-I-R.com. Welcome in NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, episode 66. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, and on this episode, I'm joined once again by my co-host, Phil, the Full Tank with Phil Podcast, here to talk Kansas with the Truck Series. You can find Phil on Twitter or X, uh, at Full Tank Phil. So, Phil, it's been a little while since we've been able to do this because, you know, trucks in their playoffs and they're off one week on the next. So excited to talk about trucks. How are you doing before we look back at what happened at Milwaukee? I'm doing good, Derek. And we're kind of in, uh, we were relaxed for a little bit, right? Like you said, yeah, coming off a, a couple weeks off for the trucks. And now we're just in like a sprint. We've got two races, one cutoff race, mm-hmm. and then right to Bristol on a midweek race. Um, so we're going to be ripping and running here in uh, a seven-day span. So I'm excited for it. I am as well. Yeah, like you said, I mean, we got, a pair of races coming up, uh, you know, the scheduling gods, if you will, they, they don't give us so many races throughout the course of the season. We know the truck series doesn't have the same amount of races as Xfinity and the cup series do. Uh, but we're going to have two races here in the next week. So we got a lot to cover and this week is a cutoff. But before we talk about Kansas, we got to look back, kind of lick our wounds a little bit with something because we talked about, uh, GMS, they're closing down the shop. We said, Hey, we're going to fade, Grand end finger going into, you know, practice and qualifying. Well, wouldn't you know, he goes out, wins the race. And good for them. Good for the 23 team. Uh, deservingly so. He is uh, obviously a winner at Kansas this year. So riding some momentum into this week. But let's kind of touch on one question I have for you. What did you think about that win and by that performance of a team that you know, we kind of rode off going into practice because of their news? Yeah, we did kind of write it off. And that's like seriously one of the cool things about sports is when you have this situation, you know, we're we're just sitting here speaking the obvious, right? Saying like, hey, the human element to this, there's no way that they're going to be able to put something together. And then they go out and they win that race. They lock themselves into the round of eight. They have a, an opportunity to win a championship. Like they have to be, you know, they've clearly taken the opposite approach of what everyone thought they're they're looking at each other saying we can do this let's go out on top so uh hats off to them i'm thrilled about it because i was looking through my futures and i have a chance uh grant and finger championship ticket at uh 15 to 1 that's good yeah I'm, i'm digging that that was in beginning of the year um so happy to see grant do well there just from a fan's perspective, uh, mm-hmm. we weren't on him at Milwaukee and we will lick our wounds, but sometimes you just got to give credits where credit's due. So agree. Uh, great job there. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah. It's interesting to kind of look back at the uh, top five, right? Uh, at Milwaukee in finger host of our, who keeps running well, curious what, when his name pops up tonight, Christian Eckes, who we talked about Heim on time, Corey Heim, that is finishing fourth, Matt Crafton, who you called out, Hey, a guy that hadn't raced at that event since its you know inception, and it was so long since the truck series had been there. Well, he came out and finished top five. So, uh, anything to make of that top five at all before we kind of dive into to Kansas? Because you know there were some good storylines that came out of Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean our our podcast kind of focused uh, with Majeski being the heavy, heavy, heavy favorite. We tried mm-hmm. to focus on the the other three guys, and where we missed was the outright. Uh, but we were on people like Zane. We were all people like yep. Heim and Hosevar. And we said, you know, 
we, we hit for a host of our top five. He ends up finishing second, I believe, right? Uh, or third. Yep. We had Heim. Second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, host of our second. We had Heim over Majeski. So that one mm-hmm. hit. Uh, so even if we missed the outrights, we did, you know, survive a little bit. Probably overall, the, the full day we we were underwater. But um, still, the, the focus that we had was that that core three, the the Heim, Hosovar, and Zane, and to see them go out and do well. Talked a little bit about Crafton, and, you know, he needed that um, to try to get above that cut line. So good stuff from him. Uh, you know, miss, obviously, with Enfinger. I missed with Sanchez over Rhodes. I was pretty uh, excited about that one, and that didn't pan out. So just uh, some some hits and misses there. But, you know, for the most part, the the big dogs – they were eaten. They were in that mm-hmm. top five uh, as they needed to be. No, you're you're absolutely right. Um, it's crazy to me that we have five races in the playoffs left for the Cup Series in 2020 for the Truck Series in 2023. Got Kansas this week, Bristol next week, Talladega at the end of September. One race in October, one race the championship in November. So. Our conversations regarding the truck series are few uh, coming up here over the next, you know, nine weeks. But, man, there's so many good storylines. And from a betting perspective, and I want to kind of touch on this real quick, because there's not, you know, other than Cody Zeeb and and gracious to have him come on the show with us a few weeks ago, uh, where we were able to kind of go over some of the conversations with him and Rod and what they're able to do. And we'll have both them on our show before the year's over. But it was one thing to kind of think about and what we're trying to do with a truck series podcast is very rare. Rod and Cody do it, but I don't know anybody else that's talking about trucks betting. It's a tough market because it's, you know, the op the operators aren't putting a whole lot out there for us. So us going through and kind of figuring out this is an edge, this is an edge. It's been a great learning experience, but uh, for me anyways, what about for you? Has it been, challenging or, or, you know, positive, more positive than negative. Oh, hundred percent positive. Um, w- without a doubt, the, yeah, the, the thing that I found like, cause I've always had success gambling on the trucks in the past. Now we're just kind of right. talking about it. We're putting our thoughts out there. We're digging into yeah. stuff a little bit more in more detail and, and kind of, you know, dissecting them, maybe them more than we should. But mm-hmm. I think the difficult part of it with trucks is, you know who the big guys are and it's very rare for someone kind of off the beaten trail to kind of sneak up into a top five. You just ripped off the top five from Milwaukee. There was no random names in there. Uh, So it, it kind of, I feel in our conversations, like, you know, we're talking about the same guys every week and I, I feel bad, you know, Hey, I wish I could be bringing something new to the listener. You know, Hey, there's this guy, there's that guy. So, what really becomes the focus of these conversations is the razor thin edge of Mm. these big guys over each other, right? Who's better, you know, this week, right? We know that they're all great. They've all been great in their own right so far this year. And honestly, this year has been unbelievable to watch. Like from a fan perspective, heading into the playoffs, there hasn't been one dominant guy and they all have, you know, popped up to say, Hey, you know, I'm, a championship contender for this reason. And so it's just been awesome to see that. So, uh, yeah, this has been great. And I hope that, uh, we keep this going and, and end the year with some good momentum here. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I get really excited when we go into Kansas and, uh, let's kind of touch on that now because Kansas is one of my favorite races. And if we remember correctly in the spring, grand Enfinger, who had one of the strongest cars, we talked about him uh, a little bit in that race of a guy to keep an eye on. And, you know, it's so cool to be able for the truck series to go back to a venue where they already have some data. We already have some data, I should say on, uh, going now into a playoff track. So, you know, let's go over some of the stage, uh, elements and then kind of go into the playoffs. So stage one on Friday will look like this 30 laps in the first stage, 30 laps in the second stage and 74 in that final stage. This is a cutoff race. This is a playoff round one cutoff race. So, there's a lot of movement that's going to have to happen. We talked about Matt Crafton, who finished top five. He is nine points to the good uh, over Nick Sanchez, who currently is three points to the good. 
who's out. Two guys are out right now, and uh, two will be eliminated. Ben Rhodes, who's three points under the cut line, and Matt Benedetto, who's 20 points under the cut line. Matt announced here recently that he is not going to be returning to the 25 truck. It has not been announced what he's going to be doing, if it's in the trucks, Xfinity, or Cup. What's your take on that before I move into anything? Any any idea where maybe Matt goes? Uh, Are Matt Backer? Know. He could be a greeter at Walmart or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe he'd it. be better at that because he's, uh, you know, I don't know why all of a sudden he's acting kind of cocky, like, you know, on, on social media. He hasn't done jack shit in the trucks. Um, this is going to be his last race in contention for sure. Uh so, you know, great job. A fart in the wind uh, is Matt DiBenedetto in the truck series. And as I say that, Matt DiBenedetto joins us live from Charlotte. I'm just kidding, Phil. Don't worry. Oh, welcome uh, on. We can get yeah, into well, it. That would be a fun conversation. I would like that. All right. So, again, you have Ben Rhodes and Matty D who are below the cut line. In your honest opinion, Ben Rhodes, Nick Sanchez, I know where you typically side in that head-to-head. Anything happen here? Does Nick get in? Does Ben get in? What do you think happens in that tight group? Because it looks like, you know, unless host of our host of ours all but in Zane Smith's 29 of the good. I know I didn't mention him. He's pretty much good to go. It's going to come down to Crafton, Sanchez, Rhodes, and D D or Matty D. What, what do you think? Give me a little playoff prediction before we get into some of the numbers. Yeah, man. So I, I think it's tough to talk about who's going to get in, who's not without really talking about some of the bets. Um, and I did have somebody's Perfect. name written down as do uh, a bet. I think Matty D is done. Um, yeah. And to, you know, we'll probably have to circle back here to the, the top to try to talk about, you know, what happened mm-hmm. in Kansas in the spring. But yeah, um, I'm looking at one thing uh, that we'll talk about is the comp tracks this year. So Vegas, Texas, Kansas, and Charlotte. Matty D, just to kind of put a final nail in his coffin, these comp tracks, um, he's two and two head to head against not Matt Crafton, not Sanchez, not Rhodes. He's two and two this year against Haley Deegan. Uh, He's two tenths of a better, two tenths better as far as average finish with Haley Deegan uh, on these comp tracks. So that's just trying to put you in the right stratosphere of what you to expect here for Matty D. I, if he does something great at Kansas, that, you know, good for him. He got caught up in a little something uh, earlier and ends up finishing 32nd. So yeah, I, I don't expect him to be able to overcome 20 points. Uh, I think you said that's how many he was out. Yeah, so then yeah. we, we throw him out as far as the playoff yep. bubble. And then you've got three guys who were really in the thick of it. And I have a lot of faith in Sanchez and I have a lot of faith in Crafton. Their numbers on these comp tracks are pretty solid, but it leads me to a bet that I wanted to call out. uh, Mm -hmm. And then we can have that conversation. I didn't expect to be talking about this uh, so early in the episode, but Ben Rhodes is listed Uh for a top five at plus two twenty five. I, I wanted to talk about it, Derek, because I, I am not sure where to land on this now at Kansas specifically. Last four races at Kansas, he's only got two top tens, back to back tenths, uh, a couple races ago, and that's his best finish. And I think that might be the reason why the books are kind of neglecting him a little bit. They're seeing that he's outside the playoffs, uh, and they know that his Kansas numbers aren't that strong. But when we're looking at 2023, he has the second best driver rating on these four comp tracks, and he's got the second-best average finish in 7.5. He has one win at Charlotte, uh, two mm-hmm. top fives, and three top ten. So he's two for four for that top five mark in this season. It's just the problem that we have is Kansas is his worst track. And so yeah. I don't know where to land on it. Plus 225 for a top five seems pretty good. Um, and as far as speed ranks are concerned, Derek, he's three mm-hmm. – He's got three top five speed ranks of the four comp tracks um, so far this year. So he's been fast on these, you know, we'll call them cookie cutter type tracks. It's just Kansas has been the t- toughest part for him. Uh, that was the one track that he wasn't in the top five as far as green flag speed. So playoff implication, uh, you'd have to imagine this veteran team, uh, 
this 99 team is going to be throwing everything they have at this wall and mm-hmm. seeing if it can stick. Um, he's sixth on the win the race model, which we, you know, hold in high regard. So mm-hmm. I think the number is interesting for me, for Ben Rhodes. Uh, I think without talking gambling, I think I expect Crafton and Sanchez to hold serve. Uh, so it's kind of a conundrum. So where do you land on that? I mean, Rhodes for a top five at that large number, that plus 225 number. What do you think? Well, it's definitely interesting. I mean, like you said, over his last seven races at Kansas, has an 11.6 average finish, has one top five, four top tens. It's interesting, you said, plus 225 to finish top five. And when we look at the market, like it is being held completely minus 500 by Corey Heim. That is absurd. So, of course, we're going to see value on some of these guys where we're able to kind of go through the market. But to your point, I mean, since 20 October of 2020, he doesn't have any top fives. But before that, he scored a second place. He scored a fifth place, you know, with the 99 team. He does when he when he finishes inside the top 10 or top seven, he's scoring stages or stage points in every stage. So they're either if they come out and they're going to be fast and they have a what we think maybe is a rocket. Well, then we're going to have to figure out where that price reopens at. But I, I just I love that price. I'm typically a 99 backer, and you typically at times are fading him. But I look at just the recent momentum as well, and I, I'm not sure I've seen the speed. Uh, you know, in 2023, he finished 16th, had was second. All right, maybe this is something. Let's talk about this. In stage one, he finished second. He led 17 laps. His average run, his uh, rating was not good. Started fifth. He qualifies really well. Fifth, sixth, third, second, ninth, fifth. Just saying some since uh, 2020. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of all over the map here, aren't I? I'm trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a conundrum. I mean, I think where I'm landing is you'll know early because we knew. I think we talked about him last time this season when we were at Kansas. And he, he practiced like 11th. Um, he, he, he started... I think outside the top 10 and so was never really able to, to get much going. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is kind of the indication like, yeah, maybe, maybe avoid that. But um, I don't think if he does the same thing, he practices at that time. I, I don't think uh, he really would go in a different you know direction for his odds. So where I'm landing is like, I think I'm going to sprinkle a little something on roads for a top, five um and i'll just say that i think sanchez and and crafton are going to be able to to make it in and if even if uh Rhodes does score a top five i don't know if that's a lock for him to make it in you know because sanchez oh sanchez doesn't have a top five uh this season on these comp tracks but he's has a much uh you know very strong rating very strong driver rating, very good average finish. Mm-hmm. So I think he could be like a seventh. And I think, you know, he, he misses out uh, by a point or two. So, or maybe, you know, he scores some stage points or something. And that's what does it. I think if Rhodes finishes top five, I think he's locked in. He's probably got enough stage points. Like I said, when he runs well, he scores a lot of stage points. Let me make an argument um, for, for Ben Rhodes here. Let's look at what he's done in 2023. Las Vegas finished third. Atlanta, totally different track, but just from a speed element, finished fifth. Texas finished 10th, no live pit stops. Kansas, he was 16th. Charlotte, he was first. Now, it's a small sample size. I get that. And recent performance at what he's done in 2023, not great. One top five since that win at Charlotte, and it came at uh, mid-Ohio. So recent performance kind of blows. You know, if two 16th place finishes here in the playoffs, man, but that comp tracks, the Vegas, maybe they just had more speed in the early part of the year and they've not been able to catch up to some of the competition. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're going to talk about that with a couple guys because these comp tracks that we're talking yep. about all happened before Memorial Day, right? So yep. it, the, the, the shift in the season 
has happened since then. Like we're starting like the third period here uh, with the season or we're well into the third period. And, and these, if we're doing a little hockey reference here, but um, these contracts like Charlotte, that was Memorial Day weekend essentially. And, and that's the last time we have anything to pull from. So, so much has changed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I still think, you know, this is a past champion. I can't see I him going out. I, I think you say if he scores a top five, he's in. I think yeah. he needs to score a top five to be in mm-hmm. because I expect let's just let's just say Crafton will, will be like 10th. That gets him in. So it's Sanchez versus Rhodes, which is not a head head matchup for some reason this week. Um, it should be. And so I think if he doesn't score a top five, he doesn't get in because I expect Sanchez to be in the top 10. I'm with you. I'll I'll sprinkle, I'll sprinkle a plus 22, 25 on, on the old, uh, the old veteran, the 99 crew. And, and we'll see what happens. This will be a fun bet. I'm shopping here as we speak to see if our friends over at, um, uh, Betfred have anything for us in the truck series markets at all. Um, obviously they always come in from a, um, cup series standpoint early on in the week. So I'll keep looking there. Uh, who's another guy you want to touch on, uh, or where do you want to move next? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, that was fun to kind of go from the, the playoff talk into, um, did you have something there? I do. I found Betfred. Uh, they do have a list of plays. Matt Crafton minus one fifteen versus Matty D. Eckes minus one fifteen to End Fingers minus one fifteen. Zane Smith minus one thirty. Ty Majeski plus one hundred. Corey Heim minus one thirty. Carson Hosevar plus one hundred uh, are the only head to heads that I see here. Yeah, and those are those are pretty much the same that we're seeing. Uh, minus like okay. a couple of the odds being different, but yeah. the matchups are, are okay. relatively the same. Um, so, I mean, yeah, let, let's finish off that bottom of the barrel conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm taking Crafton over Matty D this week. Um, okay. Crafton has been better as far as average finish is concerned. I, and for this week, by the way, my normal site uh, that I get my info from, with trucks, it's a lot more difficult. So if, if they don't have like the comp tracks that you're looking for, like listed, you're kind of uh, shit out of luck. So I went like manual this week. I was <laughs> going race by race, entering in for every driver, you know, what their finishing position was in order to, to be able to pull these numbers. And so I've been just deep in here. Uh, but Crafton hasn't been fantastic this year on these contracts, these mile and a half, but he's been consistent, super yeah. consistent, 11, 13, 11, 12. Like I wish there was a bet that I could say he's going to finish 11 to 14. Cause I would take that That's, at whatever number that would be. Um, that would be a great so, idea. <laughs> yeah. Crafton, you know, he, he's going to give you that sort of effort here. Mm-hmm. And so Matty D has had some faster green flag effort. He's fifth in green flag speed on these comp tracks and just can't get the results. He's so hit or miss. Um, Crafton is three and one against Matty D this year. The only loss was the most recent one at Charlotte. Um, And that was because Matty D finished. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a second. Undefeated against him. He is un. Oh no, sorry. Matty D finished eighth. I, I got it mixed up. So yeah, three and one this year on head to heads. I like that. It, you said it's minus one fifteen on um on Betfred. Like I, I would look to that. So I'm um, I'm not interested in Matty D unless he goes and puts it on the pole this week. Interesting. Okay, so you're on Crafton over Matty D, and like you said, as I'm looking at some of these recent finishes, Crafton. You know, he's a wily old vet, but he's getting he's getting finishes that even his teammate who we just talked about, Ben Rhodes, is not getting. So uh, that's interesting. And they're coming out of the same, uh, you know, driving garage, if you will. So, all right. Uh, anybody else from any, you know, whether it's head to heads or what have you? I mean, like we touched on earlier, it's kind of hard to talk about. You know, maybe eight weeks ago or eight races ago, we were talking about this name, that name. Cup guy coming down. Well, no cup guys are coming down because they are in the playoffs. This is a cutoff race, but it does make the odds a little bit harder of kind of the guys we can talk about as well. So where do you want to go next? 
Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the top of the board and we'll, okay. we'll start talking about some of the, the big dogs. I mean, you know, looking at this race from the spring and finger was your winner back then. Yep. Like you said, and he, he was the guy he, he led 65 laps. He passed Kyle Bush like under green flag conditions. Like that just showed right there. Like he's, he's got the, the speed to win the race. He ends up, uh, for the pass for the lead, 32 laps to go. He passed both Zane and Corey Heim, uh, and got it done. So good for end finger. I think it's tough for end finger betters this week. Cause it's like, all right, well, what are they going to be doing? Experimenting for, you know, Texas, um, or, you know, are they going to be, or, sorry, maybe not Texas. I, I might have mixed that up. Are they going to be experimenting for later in the year or are they going to go for wins again? Like, you yeah. know, because yeah. maybe that shop. So end finger, you know, is kind of an enigma. We'll see how he, he qualifies, but the guy at the top of the board is the guy who finished second or third earlier this year, pulling it up. Uh, he finished second at Kansas and it's Corey yep. Heim. And you go I'm back on I'm on time. You go back and you watch that race. This is how far back this race was. The announcers were like shocked at how well he was running still. Do you remember that part of the season where it was I, like, look at he Corey just came Hunt. off a win. He came <laughs> off his first win the uh the week before, the race before, I should say, where it was raining, it was a Friday night, and shouldn't have been in there, right? Like should not have been winning that race. So, yeah, to your point. Nobody was really getting, and I was fading him. Remember how much I'd come on the show and be like, got to fade Heim here. Saw him last year. Now we're talking about a guy that is on the odds on favorite, especially in that top five market at minus 500 to finish top five. But you like him uh, maybe from an outright perspective, I'm, I'm maybe hearing. So I have to have him outright. Um, and his average so so let's talk about all the reasons to to have Heim on your card in some way, shape, or form. Obviously, maybe not five hundred minus five hundred for a top five. Um, but looking at his career at Kansas, he has one top five, two top tens, and that's in three races. But his first ever race at Kansas, he finished thirty-third. Then he finished seventh and then second. So he's learning the racetrack clearly as a young driver. I mean, this dude has learned fast like in, in these last two years um then you're looking at the 2023 season this is four racetracks that i'm concerned with he has three top fives four top tens he's the only driver in the truck series it, that is four for four finishing the top 10 on these contracts and the only driver with three top fives in that time span his average finish on these contracts is 3.8 so no shit. That's got to be why good. he's minus 500. Yeah, the dude yeah. knows what he's doing. He's first in average finish, first in driver rating, and he's first in driver rating, Derek, by a lot. Minus mm -hmm. one, or excuse me, 115.4 is his average driver rating on the four tracks. Second best guy is 106. So it's almost 10 average driver rating points better than the second place driver. Just unreal numbers there for Corey Heim, and you can get him on Bet Rivers at plus four twenty-five, a little bit better than what you see on Caesars. Okay. So if you have access to Bet Rivers, um, mm -hmm. that could be worth you know an extra you know little bit there. But I'm I'm happy with this number because I think his average starting position is eight point five on these tracks um, so far this season. Uh, I'll tell you where that is. That puts him at like sixth on the board. I think we have to expect Corey Himes going to be going out and he's going to be starting very well. So maybe we're not even seeing plus 425 on uh, Friday night. I like it. The other way to play him, if you don't like an outright, this is where we talk about that razor thin element to it. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts on it. But he's mm -hmm. minus 130 against Carson Hosevar. Carson, knew you knew I was going in this direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus Carson, money, right? Who? Carson. Carson's plus money, but I don't want it. I don't want it. No, no, no. I, yeah. I, I think I think Heim is going to win this matchup. I, I think even if he doesn't win the race, I think Hosevar, uh, looking at it, and, and we'll discuss it, but he's had good stuff. Heim has all the stats here that we care about. Uh, Hosevar won Texas, okay? Mm -hmm. But that was a weird race. 
that, that Sanchez was. should have won. And without the pit crews there, obviously, you know, that was wonky. And I went back and looked at it. Hosevar won that race. And I like Hosevar. We're going to talk about him probably in the future, future episodes as a positive thing. But that win at Texas, he had the lowest driver rating for a winner out of anyone like ever uh, this season. So that was just kind of a wonky win and not really something you can hang your hat on. So uh, average finish for Hosevar this year on these four comps is 10.8. Mm-hmm. You compare that to 3.8 for uh, Corey Heim. He's 3-1 versus Hosevar so far this year. He's the first-ranked driver on win the race. He, he's, you know, I think a five-spot difference on win the race compared to maybe it's a six-spot difference. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven-spot difference on win the race okay. is model we know that you know we're looking like i said razor edge uh for some of these guys the only reason to take hosevar is that plus money if you can get it there and it's because hosevar has been kind of turning it on recently but you know heim is always there he's always there yeah so uh, it's it's not like heim there's a couple guys that we're going to bring up later where they were good in this segment of the season right kind of like Ben right. Rhodes. They were good in this segment of the season, but haven't been recently. These two guys have been good uh, consistently. So now it's about yep. focusing on these style tracks and who's been better. It's Heim. It is Heim. No, and I absolutely agree. I, I would need this number to be larger than plus 110. I feel like plus 110, I'm not even grabbing that. Like that's, uh, Hosevar has arguably been, um, probably the best driver that was racing last year. That's now in the series this year. Um, but I'm not touching that plus plus one ten number versus Corey Heim. Corey Heim would have to have some type of a major issue. And if you look at Hosevar's uh, recent finishes here, at Kansas. Now I understand that his driving talents have, you know, improved over the last, you know, four times he's been here, but he doesn't have a start better than 11th and he doesn't have a finish better than second, which is great. But you look at the other finishes, 31st, 15th, 23rd. Sometimes when a guy is coming in, it almost makes me want to then grab the take that minus 140 number of Corey Heim um, and maybe put it together with something else that we like um, at some point. Maybe there's another matchup here, parlay them both. But yeah, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna stay away from plus. And, and Carson got caught up in a wreck in the spring yeah. race. Because and- of who? Because of Matty D, right? I mean, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. It was because of Matty D, and he took out Eckes and Carson. That'll be an interesting one that I've obviously not invested in, but that'll be an interesting one to watch play out um, as the race goes on. Um, yeah, watching that one out there. I wish we could have gotten a different. I wish we would have gotten a larger number. Like if it was plus one sixty, plus one fifty, and I get that that's not realistic because that's not what's happening. That would have been much more enticing. Then we'll, plus one ten. We'll see after qualifying. I mean, you might, you might get a better number than plus one ten if Heim goes out and performs really well in practice. You you called out Carson's performance in oh. in qualifying at Kansas, um. So yeah, you might get a better number, and and then you really are in a pickle. And then you're yeah, depending on the number. All right, so that's host for a little bit. That's Heim. Uh, anybody else at the top of the odds board, or anybody else maybe in the you know, the first couple spots, maybe top seven or so uh, listed that you like who kind of holds the most value in your opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I really like Heim, but uh, I won't go too far down. Zane Smith. I haven't really talked. There were half first half of the season. I, yeah. First half of the season. I think we talked about Zane all the time and yeah. he, he's kind of uh, just hanging around biding his time here. But if you look at Zane's career, I, I think, and then you look at his season right now, I think mm-hmm. this is where it all comes together for Zane. Uh, he's plus 450 to win the race, which I think I could probably be in on. He's plus 100 to finish top three, and I don't mind okay. that either. At Kansas, he's the guy. Okay. Now, I know what you just said a lot of good stuff about Corey. But specifically at Kansas, he's got one win and three top fives, four top tens in his last four races at this racetrack. He finished third in the spring. This year, 
He has two top fives on these contracts and then a couple of rough finishes. So his average finish stocking up against the, the other guys um, aren't going to be, you know, great. He's not going to really step up there, but uh, it's still okay. 10.5 is his average finish. You look at his driver rating though, on these contracts so far this year, he's third in drivering behind uh, the documented Heim and Rhodes. So Zane, these style tracks, the, these cookie cutters, Vegas, Kansas, Texas, mile and a half speak to this guy. And now, you know, coming into the playoffs, I think this is just what he needs. This is what the doctor ordered for the 38 truck. And they're going to set themselves up for a championship run. And it, it starts with this race at Kansas because he's owned this track in this series mm-hmm. recently. Um, so the plus 100 number for a top three, you give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Um, but he, he was in a position to win that race. So I'll pause there, see your thoughts on Zane, and then we're going to go into a, the head to head matchup with him. So the one thing was Zane, I'll make you chuckle a little bit. <clears throat> I was putting my daughter to bed last night and for whatever reason, don't have any idea why, uh, maybe I just didn't want to read a book or something to her. But it hit me in the weirdest way of when Zane won at Daytona uh, back in February and his win total coming in was like, what, four over four and a half or like four and a half uh, was like the total there. And we were so high on him still because he's coming off a championship, arguably, you know, the best full time cup series or truck series driver and then goes out Vegas, finished second. You just think that this guy's going to tear it up um you know he's got a few wins but like when i said where's he been like that's legit like i haven't heard much of him we haven't been investing in him we haven't been uh even favoring him on like a head-to-head so i'm very curious what head-to-head that you found because if we're going to get invested i'm kind of i'm kind of itching to get invested on zane smith yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that because you can go to the full tank filled Instagram channel and find a February 11th post where I have a case for the under four and a half wins for Zane yep. Smith. Um, and how's that looking so now? It's looking pretty good. Uh, yeah. So yep. yeah. And we, he could win this race and we'd still be okay. Um, mm-hmm. So the head to head that he's up against is Ty Majeski. And yep. Majeski is coming off of a great slate of races that match mm-hmm. up with his skill set. Okay. Those races where it's like that mile, like short tracky uh, type stuff. And he's been dominant. I mean, he's looked fantastic, mm-hmm. but now we're going back to a mile and a half. And this is Zane country and time Majeski, his starting position is first out of everyone 4.5 is his average starting position on these comp tracks okay so you would say to yourself well that clearly would be you know a great situation for him to be in uh but he hasn't been able to really you know parlay that into a win um he's got a, a couple good finishes uh let's take a look here fifth fourth 25th seventh uh so Good numbers, two top fives, three top tens, but we're going to a racetrack that I am way more high on Zane Smith than Ty Majeski. Uh, so looking at it, they're two and two so far this season, matched up against each other. Zane is three and zero against Majeski at Kansas in the last three races. So it might scare some folks because Ty has been good here, but this is where Zane wakes up. Um, Ty was, you know, in practice last spring, he was 10th in practice and just wasn't, you know, crazy fast. It was, let's see, looking at total speed here, uh, Zane is second in total speed. He was second average in total green flag speed on these comp tracks. And at Kansas, he had the second fastest car. So behind Grant Enfinger, whereas you're looking at Majeski, he's fourth, but Kansas is his worth track 11th green flag speed uh, as far as how fast he was compared to the field. So 
if we're looking to see that pendulum swing back, right? Because these two have been matched up against each other head to head. I think this is the racetrack that matches up way better for Zane Smith and have that pendulum swing back in that head to head matchup. So um, I'm rolling with, with Zane in this one. And I even forgot to write down what the odds were. Uh, so I'm looking that up now. Uh, so Zane right now, minus 120. Maybe you could find a better number uh, if yeah, you're going to obviously go Zane. You know, there was one thing with Majeski we did not talk about, and he failed a pre-race inspection a few weeks ago, got an L2 penalty. It's going to kill his chances. Like his, his chances to win a championship are so uphill right now, given all the penalties. I mean, he's obviously in because he's into the next round because he won at IRP. But like the points all that that he's lost he has to go out and win either at homestead where he's a defending champion of or he has to go out win talladega really so you know i know there's some championship futures out there is zane worth in your opinion and i'll get you a price maybe even of a championship ticket given hey all you know majeski all but is out unless a miracle happens for him yeah i mean i i guess a, a championship ticket on Zane, three to one. Uh, I guess if you're going to place a championship ticket on Zane, I would do it now. I, I don't know their Bristol numbers off the top of my head. So right. before I place that, I would probably dig into the Bristol numbers to try to make like a double look ahead uh, yeah. prediction yeah. here. But three to one. I mean, if Zane wins this race, who's the favorite to win? Heim right now? Uh, so It's still Majeski. It's Majeski, then Heim. And what's what's Majeski's number? 250? 275. 275, they're, 275, and three to one. Well, I I'm that's yeah, tight. I don't know. But i three to one, that's I, tight. I said the championship thing without looking, like as I was saying it, because I was curious, but I mean it's a seventy four five point penalty in addition to you know some of the his crew chief, obviously with a four race suspension, would get him back for the championship. There's just a lot now stacked against Majeski. So that's another element, too, where it kind of put that in a feather of your cap of maybe you are getting on the right side of Majeski, of uh, Zane Smith over Majeski. And I don't know if there's any other matchups out there versus Majeski, but we saw how good they were at places like IRP and Richmond. But now, given those issues, maybe this is the time to fade. Yeah. I mean, and he makes mistakes. Majeski like he's made mistakes like not only is he doing things like off the track or the team's doing those things off the track Mm -hmm. but like he's made mistakes throughout the season that has killed his Mm -hmm. chances and and just makes it like man is he just too inexperienced to like really get in on him um so yeah I I think in a head-to-head matchup at I'm gonna call it like a a home field advantage here for Zane from what his career is showing I'm I can't take anything else so minus Minus 115, you could probably get them on. Minus 120 on Caesars, which is available to most folks. That is good. I I could see this being minus 140. But let's wait a second, too, right? Because I mentioned how Majeski is lights out qualifying so far this season on these mile and a half and then hasn't been able to, you know, put it in victory lane. Let's see where he qualifies because if he puts it top four, top three, Whereas Zane's starting position, uh, let me just do the quick math here. Zane is 12th in average starting position, 11.5. So you may even be able to get a better number on Zane after qualifying um, mm-hmm. with the, the faith that we have in him heading into the, the weekend or hmm. the Friday night race. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, interesting conversations there about, you know, a lot of people, which is why Majeski's still priced the way that he is. But when you factor in some of those penalties and some of those losing the crew chief, like that's a big deal in this lower tier series. So um, I like the I like the points you made. Where do you want to go next? Well, I'll throw a quick hitter your way. Uh, let's Ooh, go to yes. our our double pass champion, a champ from uh, last time at Milwaukee and the last time we were at Kansas. We're talk about end finger. I said, you know, I don't know if I could take him to win the race again, but. God help me if I don't take him for a top five uh, with, with what he's got going on here. He's plus 120 for a top five. He has the okay. win in the spring and three top five finishes in the last four races. Um, he's three for three in the last three Kansas races, finishing in the top five. So this is something that is not 
out of the world for him to do. He's done it yeah. consistently. So plus 120 to do that is just good stuff. Uh, he's third in average finish, 8.0 uh, in this season. When we're looking at the comp tracks, he's got two top fives, three top tens this year. He's fifth in driver rating, which is 100.7. So good stuff here. Top five plus money for a guy who has been fast. And this team clearly, you know, is just taking a, hey, us against the world. Let's just go do something special. So. When you are bored tomorrow, um, you know, when you're working and you're feeling a little bored, go back and watch the first five laps of the spring race. You'll know instantly that well, Grant Enfinger was the car to win. The way he was making some moves off turn three and four and diving down, you know, Kansas is such a great track to watch any type of racing on. But when you're watching it. it, especially from the truck series, they can go down on the apron. They can go four or five wide, three wide, of course. Um, it's amazing. So you, you knew he had a hot rod at that point. And to your point, Phil, I mean, we're getting a great price here uh, as a top five. I'd be curious what head-to-heads may become available with some other books once they open. But this is a team that has a win. They're guaranteed to advance. This is a cutoff race. They go, they're going into it with, we get to be as aggressive as we want to be. We don't have any stress to us. We don't have to worry about much. We're good to go. Our competition just had a 75-point penalty, which will affect them next race. Let's just go in, score as many points, take risks, and have some fun. I like a loose team. I like a team that's playing a little chip on their shoulder, too. We talked about it on the last show. They don't have a team next year. This is what they got. Now, they're probably not investing right in any new parts and pieces, you bring that truck back that was in Kansas. I want that. I want to know. I got to figure out. Are they bringing? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna try to figure. I'm gonna figure out if they're bringing back that same chassis. That's what I'm gonna figure out. How could they not? Uh, unless and they're you, planning on using it in Homestead. But go ahead. I find that out. You know where it's gonna go? It's gonna go in the Discord. NASCAR betting preview show premium Discord. It's gonna go in there. Let's find out if they're bringing back that chassis. We love it. Um, now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to take somebody, hard to avoid taking somebody top five at plus money when this is someone who earlier in the year with that chassis you're talking about, a perfect driver rating is 150. He had 147.2. Started the race 11th, so I don't know what went down in practice, but man, he, he was uh, jumping out there. So good stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take him at this point. I really don't understand why he's so far down the list when he clearly dominated um so yeah and in practice even he was like 15th and then qualified 11th so they just figured it out uh as the weekend went on so you gotta love that yeah i think that's uh yeah i think that's good good conversation there actually uh popping up a messaging tab to um uh ask grant himself so that we can find that out (laughs) So oh, wow. right uh, to the source. Gotta, I'm going right to the source. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go right to him and be like, "Hey, good luck this week." Are you, you bringing the same truck? Yeah. Uh, and I'll post that. So okay, where else do you wanna? Where else you wanna go? I think that was a great conversation about Grant because that gets me fired up. Uh, with kind of they're gonna go in with a loose mentality. Yeah. Um. So we're we're already up to about like 50 minutes here. Uh, I'll try to kind of land the plane within like an hour or so but i had a couple sure. other people um that you know one head-to-head that i think is uh, interesting to look at then i've got a group bet that i'll try to be quick about and then just two names mm-hmm. to throw your way to see what you you got cooking and and that's pretty much all i had written down um but okay. the the other head-to-head that i thought was interesting was chase purdy taking on jesse love uh driving the one tricon truck Jesse Love, I believe he's like the the new hot stuff in the Arca series, and he had a, a start at Gateway where he finished ninth, so good stuff there. Now, I mentioned how we talk about uh, drivers who were good at this point in the season, right? These, these mile and a halfs from earlier in the season, and that is Chase Purdy. Like, he just missed out on the playoffs because of his performances earlier this year in this time span. Um, so let's just take a a quick peek here. His average starting position, for example, he had qualifying figured out. He was fifth in the truck series 
on these tracks. 8.3 was his average starting position, so he was able to qualify well and put himself in good position. He was eighth at Vegas, second at Texas. He was running well at Kansas and got caught up in someone else's wreck. I think it might have been the Matty D wreck. Uh, ends up finishing 33rd, so that blows up his average finish. Uh, and then 16th at Charlotte. His average finish was 14.6. That was 10th in the truck series this year. But again, had that outlier where he was running pretty solid. Um, I'm, I'm trying to pull up his, his numbers. He was the sixth fastest cars, according to green flag speed at Kansas. So this is a driver who showed a lot of promise in this part of the season. The question is, did they give up, right? Are they done? Because you've got a guy in Jesse Love who's hungry. He's trying to prove himself like, yeah, you gave me a shot. I'm trying to get it done here, man. Uh, so that's where I'm like, oh, boy. Like, I, I want to lean Purdy because I've got the data that backs up Purdy. Um, whereas Jesse Love is more of just like the human element to it. And you're just going into it. So does the four truck, does the four team rebound, bring it? because we're going back to the style track that they've liked and a racetrack that they were fast on earlier in the year. I, I love a team that has success at a, a track like this, where you can just tie back to and be like, they run well here or, or what are their historical stats on comp tracks? So I don't know about you. Do you look at more like momentum based? Like how are they running coming in? Or do you look at more, um, you know, what are they on? There's some comps is, is how do you weigh that? I mean, I think from a statistical standpoint, I have to look at the comp tracks because that's what yeah. they're that's what you're pulling from. Um, the momentum aspect of it is great, but it, yeah. it's kind of the same similar conversation we were having about Majeski versus mm -hmm. Zane. Like Majeski's been great on these recent tracks, but you know, this is yeah, more of Zane's wheelhouse. So that's kind of how I feel about Purdy. And we don't have a book on Jesse Love. I'm not trying to yeah. fade Jesse Love. That is not what I'm trying to do. Uh, but I'm trying to say Chase Purdy has shown speed at these tracks, right. and all he has to do is beat one driver, one inexperienced driver in the truck series. I think he should be able to do that. So at minus 115, mm -hmm. I like the statistics that we're getting with, yeah. with Chase Purdy. So that's the that's a lean for me. Okay. All right, so then that's a lean, uh, you know, in that regard for you. So uh, who, where else do you want to go? What else haven't we touched on? So the last as bet we look, that as, I have. As, as we look at Phil's big board. <laughs> Phil's big board. But where are we going next on the big board? We're going to a group bet. And this is oh, one yeah. that I really like um, yep. because of the odds. So this is plus 380 in group Ooh. A on Caesars to beat Raja Karuth, Tanner Gray, Bailey Curry, and Dean Thompson. Do you know who I'm going with here, Derek? I'm going that, to guess. group of names. I'm going to guess, probably wrong, but I'm going to guess Raja Karuth. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't I didn't list the guy oh. that I'm taking. Those uh, are the guys he has uh, to beat. This is, uh, okay. this is, I, I thought I, you I put everybody, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to pop it up and I'm, it hasn't been loading for me. So I was like, oh, based off those names. Okay, um, not Raja. So, no, I don't know who you're going. Plus 380 to beat those other guys is Jake Garcia. And Jake Ooh. Garcia, when I'm digging Good in, like boy. I said, I did all this manually today. And he was someone who just kind of oh. shocked me. Um, first of all, Bailey Curry's only ran one race as far as these contracts are concerned. It was Charlotte. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know he's just not a, a full-time driver. I'm not completely discounting him because of that. He, he ran uh, pretty serviceable, actually he finished 13th, but the point remains Jake Garcia's season is very strong. Um, looking at the four comp tracks, his starting position is eighth out of everyone in the truck series, 10.5. And that's kind of been their MO on that team is like, Let's practice well. Let's qualify well. Let's put ourselves in the best position. And they have been. Now, we go to the average finish category here, and he is fourth in average finish on these comp tracks. Out of everyone, he's better than Majeski, better than Zane, better than Hosevar, better than Crafton, better than Ekis, 
Uh, just wild. He's got a let's see a tenth, a fifth, an eighth, and a thirteenth. So that's one top five, three top tens, and four for four, finishing in the top fifteen. So you're telling me that, you know, let's just say, hey Phil, you're guaranteed Jake Garcia is going to finish somewhere in the top 15 you can have him at plus 380 to beat these other guys who are not anything to write home about as far as this season's concerned uh i mean as far as average finish it's not even close so you know raja is he he hasn't been running full time uh then we've got bailey curry only ran one race in these comp tracks tanner gray let me let me pull up Tanner because he was like, yeah, he was the lesser of the two grades. Uh, so he starts really well, nine point okay. zero starting position, but just can't finish. He's got a thirteenth, a twenty seventh, eighteenth at Kansas, twenty seventh. I mean, his driver rating is ridiculous, twenty one. So mm-hmm. Jake Garcia at plus three eighty to beat those other guys, I'm into it. Uh, so thoughts on that? I mean, Jake Garcia to me, that 35 truck, just definitely a guy that has been trending upward. So you kind of calling him out here. I think Raja is the only one that I worry about um, with that team and that truck, just because they've been able to show speed. And he probably showed the most speed of any track here back in the spring. But that that, that number, I can get behind, I can get behind that number. I can get behind the idea of uh, backing Jake Garcia. Yeah. I mean, it might be Jake Garcia stands. Maybe. I mean, but it's not because I, I think I'm a huge fan of him. It's just because <laughs> he, he's showing statistically a, a value uh, at plus 380. I mean, yeah, Raja no, no. started 13th, but he ends up finishing 34th. I mean, do that the again. <laughs> do, got do it again. Who caused that wreck? Matty yeah. D. He took yeah. out like six guys. He um, <laughs> took out a bunch. I actually yeah. wrote them all down. He, he took out Carson, he took out Eckes yep. himself, uh, he took out Raja, Ty Majeski, and Chase Purdy. So, holy cow, I mean, that's an all monster list. wreck in stage three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, I like it. Saying. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. That I can get, yeah. I, I know we're, we're not advocating him for the rest of the year, but like. I mean, you just look at his last three finishes alone, fourth, 13th, ninth, you know, so recent momentum's on his side. I mean, he's got a pair of top tens. He's consistent. Uh, Fifth at Texas, no live pit stops probably helped him. Eighth at Kansas, like you said. And he's starting, uh, his starting position is middle to the pack, if not deeper in the field. So he's able to kind of work his way up, you know, that, get that 35 truck from looking like, okay, what does he have? Not really qualifying well to qualifying pretty damn good. Pocono was the last is his best start at second. Um, you know, so truck has speed, right? Yeah. Plus what was the number? plus three twenty, plus three eighty, whatever it was. Plus three eighty. Plus three eighty. So so I- I'm looking at that. that pretty hard. Yeah. I mean we'll see. Um, I've had a tendency to call out these group bets. And then the guy that I call out is like plus five, like way, way longer uh, after qualifying. But I, you I did not beat the market. That that's not, yeah, I didn't beat the market. But I, I truly yeah. believe that this is uh, an opportunity to win the group bet if you're on yeah. Jake Garcia. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really all I had from the, the betting portion as far as bets that I wrote down. The, the two names that we didn't talk about that I want to throw out there to you. Yeah. I'm in Christian Eckes. How do we play him this weekend? It seems like he's going to be a factor in the race. He was the fastest in practice in the spring. He was third. Mm -hmm. He's got the third best average starting position. So, I mean, it feels like if you want something on Christian Eckes, whether it's an outright price or, or any of the others, it feels like you have to take him before they go off for practice on Friday. Um, But he hasn't had a top five finish on these comp tracks. So far this year, he's been caught up in shit like that that we talked about. And his driver rating is very enticing. He's fourth best in average driver rating, even though he's not getting these finishes. Hasn't had a top five, but he's fourth in driver rating. So I don't know what to make of Eckes. Do you have any thoughts on him? Well, I was just 
trying to scroll through and figure out maybe is he in a good, you know, head to head matchup, good prop, you know, what is it? But I don't really, I, maybe the best number on him uh, is probably top Chevrolet, but I don't really want to go up against Josevar or Grant. So, or Grant, Eckes or might be, Eckes might be a pass. Unless you can yeah. get like a plus money top five and it's sitting at minus 130 on, on uh, Caesars. So maybe you can get, um, a better number somewhere to finish top five or so. He's minus one ten to finish top five, um, and plus one seventy five to finish top three. Like I said, he hasn't done it mm. on these comps this year, but you know, it's just like it feels weird. He's going up against Grant in a head to head. I don't want that. Uh, no, but I, I, I would not like being empty handed if he were to go out and and do something, but. I think the stats are saying, you know, we'll stay away from them, but I, I don't like mm-hmm. it. I don't feel good about it. Um, yeah. The the other guy is Sanchez. I mean, we. Oh, sorry. Did you have anything else on Ekis? No, I was still. I I just was trying to scroll another book uh, that doesn't have anything posted yet. So no, go ahead, Sanchez. Well, I, I just wanted to ask you about Sanchez um, because, you know, he's been decent enough. Clearly, like the rookie of the year. Uh, he's been getting stronger as the year goes on. Like we talked about how Heim has been learning really fast. Sanchez has been improving consistently. You know, you look at his numbers on just these contracts alone, 30th and a 16th at Texas where he should have won the race, but uh, was too, you know, too aggressive. Then he backs that up with a sixth at Kansas, ninth at Charlotte. uh, And then he's been solid recently like putting himself in position to advance to the next round in the playoffs. So I, I don't have anything on Sanchez either. He doesn't have a head to head out there, which is usually where I play him. Uh, a top five seems a bit aggressive since he has it. He hasn't done it, but Kansas was his best track of these comps. So, you know, do you have any thoughts on Sanchez at all? He's what is this? Uh, plus one forty for a top five. I don't know if that's enticing or not. If you were to look at it, all three series, truck, Xfinity, and Cup, the one guy that I am most wrong on is arguably Mark or Mark Sanchez, Nick Sanchez. <laughs> I'm ready for football. Uh, is Nick Sanchez? So I have no take because okay. I cannot get him wrong. I cannot get him right any way I go about it. I'm either on him sucks i fade him he dominates i just can't get him right that truck has shown speed and like you said he's been getting better and better and to be honest coming into the playoffs rookie i was like now's probably a good time to kind of start fading him a bit i've listened to a few of his interviews and there's not too many young drivers that seem so polished he seems like no i'm confident like i'm I've been doing this all my life. I've been like the moment does not seem too big for him. Now, does that mean he's going to go out and finish 34th? Probably after I'm giving him all this, you know, uh, glory. So I don't, I'm, I don't have a side. I don't have a, I can't get him right. Yeah. You, I, I understand that. I mean, sometimes you just got to have a guy who you're a mush for, like you're, you're a Sanchez mush. I get it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, He's 10 to one to win the race. I think that would be crazy, but you know, we look at Texas and he had so much speed at Texas mm-hmm. uh, when practice and, and led most of that race with, yep. without live pit stops. Uh, no one could catch him until he tried to, you know, block when yep. he shouldn't have. So um, I think maybe a sprinkle on him to win as like a moonshot, but that would be quite aggressive and not, uh, sticking with what the stats are saying here, I think a top five uh, is more of a, a doable at plus one forty. You know, because Kansas was his best finishing racetrack at six. We've seen it before. Day. We've seen it before. These guys that are right on the cut line, like they either have a really bad day or they go out and pull, you know, kind of an upset win. I mean, what a storyline that would be for the two car to be pulling into victory lane, advancing into the next round, uh, heading into Bristol. Um, like you said, that team keeps getting faster and faster. I, I want to talk myself into it, but I also am like, if I get invested, all the listeners out there are going to hate me. Well, you should 
post put in the uh the discord the info about grant and then let us know if you're on sanchez or if you're off because that way we'll know whether to play him or not i will say text has been sent so i will look for that <laughs> answer with grant sounds good well so yeah that's that's really all i had on the the board okay. i mean you know caesars is the one that gives us the most um most to, to play with and um that really is is all i have um I wish I could give some some longer numbers to to win the race, but right. I think just like we said with Milwaukee, the the bigger dogs are going to be there, and uh, it's going to be someone who's you know six to one, five to one, four to one, mm-hmm. those those numbers. So uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. So here's what we'll do: we'll we'll make sure to put our card out. Uh, it'll be out on race day. We'll be able to have everything posted. I know qualifying, practice qualifying, and the race are essentially back to back to back. Uh, on Friday, so it's going to be pretty jammed to see what we what gets relisted from a price point standpoint. Point. But we'll make sure we'll make sure to have everything out there. And then next week, you know, I, I've been kind of throwing a couple ideas in my head of what we might do. We might do a, like a live show, um, just to kind of maybe it has to be Wednesday, uh, but maybe we get some listener participation going in because with that race being on Thursday. Uh, because the Xfinity and Cup are Friday, Saturday at Bristol uh, under the lights doesn't give us a lot of time. We know how the operators are getting stuff out. I mean, they barely got stuff out on Wednesday, so uh, we'll have to get creative with that, but we'll definitely get some information out. Phil, let everybody know. Uh, I think your Instagram is a lot of fun to kind of pay attention to and follow. So uh, that and Twitter and everything else, tell the listeners that might be new to, to your stuff where to follow you. Yeah, thank you, Derek, as always. Uh, yeah. At Full Tank Phil on Instagram and Twitter. And um, mm-hmm. give me a follow on there. Let's let's talk some shop. And, yeah, I mean, next week's going to be fun. We'll, like you said, have to get creative with the way we, we talk yeah. about that because of the, the timing. But um, just a great time of year to be a, a Truck Series fan. So uh, thank you, as always, Derek, for hosting. And uh, good luck this weekend. Yeah, no, you as well. Yeah, thank you, Phil, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you download the NASCAR Betting Preview Show podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on the NASCAR Twitter account or NASCAR Betting Preview Show Twitter account at NASCAR BPS. Follow me on Twitter at NASCAR or at Derek Yoder underscore. And for any information regarding the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Discord, DM me at Derek Yoder underscore on X. And we will go from there. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Enjoy the betting coverage uh, for Kansas this week. And Phil, we'll talk next week for Bristol.